Hey guys, uh, my first book, uh, Nowhere to Hide, which really covers off in my entire time at the Bulldogs, my football journey, my journey through mental health and all the challenges and great things that happened during my footy career, is out August 2. Um, if you want a real insight into what it's like to be an AFL footballer, um, particularly through the wonderful years of 2016, please buy it. Um, it's at all good bookstores. And if you can't find it there, uh, my Instagram, Tomboyd17, has the link tree with all of the different places you can buy it. Danny, you've read a bit of it? I've read the first three chapters so far. And uh, please don't spoil the ending. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company, leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we're going to have backs against the wall and we're going to fight and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the gaps and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And Footscray are back in front. I don't know about you guys, but if I see one bloke walk out of here, give the pattern back from people out there, do a good effort, I'll spill up. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. <laughs> Hey, Pack, welcome to Danny Boyd, a podcast about the most wonderful football club in, the, in any existence ever, the Footscray Football Club. Trading as Western Bulldogs, I'm Danny McGinley, he's Tom Boyd. Mate, it is uh, a sight to see a, uh, a Scotsman, such as yourself. Irish. Irish. Are you? My dad's Scottish, but our family's Irish. So, there you go. Look, don't bone, pick bones with me. Okay. Well, he's wearing a beret <laughs> and he's sitting on a blue exercise ball. Like, for the, And everyone's obviously listening to this, but it is a sight. Let's paint the pit. Let's bring in our guest, Fletcher Roberts. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are we? We're doing pretty well. Hang on. You, you talk again? Yep. All good. Can yeah, you hear me? Yeah. Let's make you louder. There you go. Bang. Here, Here we go. Live, live editing. There we are. Well played. Fletcher, we are, we are at Boydie's Mansion. We are up here in the Upper North Conservatory, mm. and uh, you should, we should just take a photo of the sitting arrangements. Boydie has claimed uh, what he calls the maternity chair, which is this very elaborate Jason recliner. <laughs> it looks like something <laughs> Captain Kirk would go to sleep in. This was uh, part of the negotiation of pregnancy. It was like, Tom, we need to get a breastfeeding chair. Mm-hmm. This chair has been used by Anna maybe twice. Yes, she did <laughs> point I, that out. <laughs> and I've used it like for all of my meetings. Uh, this is my office for all intents and purposes. But on that side of the room, which obviously no one can see where I'm pointing. We'll get a photo. The, we'll uh, get a photo. There's not as much inter- internet reception on that side because it's like further away. Because it's 200 kilo- This room's 200 kilometres long, well, by the way. Well, interestingly yeah. enough, the, the old original structure, the brick is like here. So once you hit the brick, the the the, uh, the internet reception drops off, and if you go to the front room, you can't get any reception. So you know we're living in the twenty first century, just trying to work it all out. You know. <laughs> Anyways, made me sit on a uh, a fitness ball, and uh, Fletch, you're on what appears to be a, a, a baby chair, Harvey Norman. I was at Harvey. Really. Yep. You're supporting Harvey Absolutely Norman. nothing to do with football or the Bulldogs. But I must say, in the hunt for bar stools or like chairs for a bench, there is a range of, let's say, $100 a chair all the way up to like a million. And 99.9% of them suck. And yep. they're not comfortable. And I'm like, are these just supposed to be ornamental or are we allowed to sit on it? <laughs> 
I didn't have space for a dining table in my house, so we had to find ones that were decent. And Harvey Norman, of all places, were the one that had it. Really? Wow. And all it cost was your soul. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a man of the people, still buying at Harvey Norman. Hey, while we're talking uh, uh, bad news, I want to give a, uh, a a bit of bad news to, for, for the, the Dogs fans. Uh, uh, just a shout out to uh, a Bulldogs fan who was uh, sadly lost uh, during the week. Uh, Colin George uh, is the man who, in the Northcote area where I grew up, was pretty much the patriarch of the of the bulldog supporting families, and uh, he was the only one who, only grown up who would take he'd take all the dog supporting kids from around my uh, basketball club, footy club, uh, parish, school. He would take us all to, to Western Oval back then, and he, we sadly lost him a couple of weeks back. The last match he watched was the Swans game which is an absolute travesty, yeah. but a genuinely good human. Coached me at basketball and uh, just want to give a, a shout out to his four boys who are no doubt doing it tough. Valet, as they say, yeah, to the great man, Colin George. And in good news, uh, one of the cheer squad members, Vicky, uh, had a heart attack, but she's okay now. Yeah, she's bounced back, which is great. That's good. Um, That's good. Now, Fletch, you've obviously just come into significant health announcements um, about the, uh, the Western Bulldogs fraternity, if you will. How's your health, mate? You're playing uh, still for some reason. I will badger you <laughs> to the end of time about why you're still playing VFL footy. But I, did I did I see you run in and kick a checkside goal, <sighs> celebrate, and it was a goal. Thank, uh, thank you. And it was a it was. It wasn't paid to goal, but you celebrated, ran back oh. to half forward, turned around, and the goal umpire is whacking the post or something going, it was a point, and everyone was like, it was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. And, uh, I got tagged in it on uh, Instagram about 100 times, because <laughs> 7 AFL or something put up an Insta reel saying, oh, a bit awkward, Fletcher Roberts celebrating a point. What a I'm bunch adamant. of absolute I was bullies. Flat. I, got a, I got to my phone after the game, I'm like, oh, this is bloody... Bull crap. I, you can swear. I, you was, can swear. Yeah, I was like, bullshit. Um, I'm confident. I kicked the goal. Yep. I saw daylight between the ball and the post. Yes. And celebrated. And Any score reviews over at, no, over at the borough? No, down at the borough, no score reviews. Oh. And it's the first time ever I probably have kicked a running goal. Well, um, that's So my I was thoughts. happy with it. And then when they called it a point, I was so flat. And then did a little <laughs> did a little hamstring about ten minutes later. Did you? Oh. So I didn't play last week. Um, so I think it was from that high speed effort running into. I goal. imagine so. So Have to be. I this is where my mind was at. So one, I am certain that you kicked that goal because I thought that I didn't read the caption. I thought they were posting it because it was ironic that Fletch was kicking a goal, <laughs> <laughs> and especially like yeah. on the run. I was like, oh, they're like giving Fletch a pump up. It's like Thanks. you know, Dale Morris kicking his second goal of his career or whatever. <laughs> and then I kept watching. I almost looked away from my phone, and then it was like you. And I flashed back, and you looking like completely perplexed, Bewildered. and your oh. teammate next to you, who was who? I don't know. Jay Gasper. Yeah, yep. next to you, and um, and you both just like. Oh, point. Oh, I'm going to go we defend were, again now. We were celebrating the fact that I kicked a running goal yeah, um, and actually moved somewhat all right. Um, and we were rattled when the goal umpire called it a point. Yeah, even hearing, the Collingwood players thought it was a goal as We've well. got rankings here. It now goes number one, Fletcher Roberts, uh, Port Melbourne. Number two, Tony Liberatore, 97 prelim. Pretty much. For the most worst uh, uh, goal, goal umpire. 100% accurate. That order. The and other th- sure. the other thing is, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a big proponent of the the power that the mind can have over the body. Would you say that that severe disappointment potentially led to your hamstring injury ten minutes later? 
would have had a big impact. <laughs> stress. <laughs> Just stress. stress. Oh, did you do stressing. it in the celebrations? No, no, no. As we I call wish. them, whingeries. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish. I They're- broke a guy's toe uh, round <laughs> one 2019 when the dogs beat the swans. Oh, my God. Because we you weren't- ex- told me this. No, it's-, it's, it's I've, I've, not, not particularly proud of it. <laughs> well, I didn't know I'd done it. So, we weren't expected to win. The siren went. He came up for a hug and I, like, jumped up and down with him whilst hugging. Oh. And he sent me a message on Insta the next day going, yeah, I'm in a fair bit of pain. (laughs) What do you mean? We won. We won. Yeah, he was happy about it. He was a good bloke. I've forgotten his name. If if you're listening, uh, commiserations on the – I bet you other fans have had whingeries. Have you guys ever, like, done yourself a mischief in celebration? Someone – Gold Coast player the other week that popped his finger out when he celebrated the goal after Siren. Oh, did he? Oh, was that um, – that would have been Noah Anderson. Oh, yeah. Noah Anderson kicked it, but one of the teammates ran on. Or jumped whatever, in and they – Jumped in yeah. and then the camera's just his fingers on right angle. Oh, because like, ju- they jump in into the pack hands yeah. first to sort yeah. of brace for their forwards. <laughs> and <laughs> he's just a finger. finger out. I feel like – I swear, I mean, like injuries in the warm-up have been a dime a dozen. I realised – wasn't Libba. Tommy – what? Libba. When? I just remembered Libba in the prelim – Final at the end of the prelim, he oh. was celebrating and he hurt his ankle up a what? little bit. Oh, he did too. The ankle. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about that now? That's it we feels are, we like. Now, well, he yeah. played in the grand final. So he played it was fine. the next week, but he flared up his ankle. This was 2016. From 2016, jumping up and down. After yeah. we, in GWS, when we beat No, him. he probably, you know, and he probably did it. You know that famous photo of him, like, with both hands out, like, looking super crazy, screaming? Yeah. Maybe he put so much force through the ground then, he, like, flared it up. Well, isn't the, fo- isn't the camera me, yeah. isn't the camera right on him as the yeah. siren goes? So, yeah. yeah, so as he goes like the... Wah! He's, like, he's looking I think it was at, when we all ran to... Yeah, he's uh, looking touring. at Bont or something. <sighs> I can't... I can visualise the face. But yeah, but it was also. I mean, that surgery was like a like that was a shot in the dark, yeah. basically, because he had a an injury which is very common now, or at least it's diagnosed properly now, which is a syndesmosis injury, which is essentially like your oh, mid, yeah. midfoot twisting kind of thing. My my youngest, I've explained this once. My youngest sister who's an osteo has corrected me, but basically that's what it is, isn't it? Like, I think pretty, it's, it's, it's a bit different from than I've a, had one. I a, can't explain. Yeah, it. yeah. It's, my it's ankle a, still hurts. It's a re- <laughs> it's a re- it's a real tricky injury. Yeah, and then they high, did this high like, ankle sprain. Yeah, they did this weird like shoestring fancy thing, and then they got him back basically instead of thirteen or fourteen weeks in five, mm. and that's how he played through the final series. Oh, so yeah. this injury he did was this against the Cats? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, when yeah. him, Kadinya. Jacko, and Woody all injured himself. And yeah, I mean, it was such like, like this is going to sound very self like obsessed, but this was one of those nights when I'm like. Damn, it sucks when you play well and your teams lose. Oh yeah, because I played all right that night, and I then didn't. I spent like I was like the, I the room. The, the room <laughs> the, 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 I played oh, poorly. You're playing a <laughs> yeah. So the, the story of Fletcher's career. This is genuine. I try and explain this to everyone. Is like we played team defense until we played Tom Hawkins, and then Fletcher was just expected to oh, play one on one. No, just like that leave me on the biggest and strongest man alive. Oh god, <laughs> he's a very good player. Um, yeah, and he's still a good player. He's so good, mate. Yeah. I, he's actually gotten better. I thought for a while there, I was like, he's just lucky to like stay inside fifty. He's massive. He doesn't have to run, and now he's like still there, number one score involvement player. Kicks heaps of goals, and he's thirty nine. Is he leaving the Coleman? Is that him? Nah. I think oh, Ker- no, I think Kerno's no, like like yeah. but then Cameron and Hawkins are like yeah, equal neck second. and neck. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, for too long. So, did you ever play against, you know, did, would Bevo put you on Jeremy Cameron now or would you still be on Tom Hawkins? <sighs> uh, you played on Jez a bit in, yeah, yeah, in the prelim. Because I, I always say, I think my recollection of that 
of your selection into the grand final, which we touched on last time, was mm. you were essentially the last guy to find out, pretty yeah. much. And I was, mate, I felt so bad for you the whole week. I'd pleasure just stressing out and trying to enjoy everything. But everyone is asking him, hey, are you going to play this week? Yeah. Are you going to play this week? Yeah. Everyone. And then all the players and but then everyone outside. Even office. Bevo asking him. <laughs> but, but that prelim, I think oh, we watched it together. We did a reaction to it. Oh, no. Nice. And Up on um, Jez kicks one goal, and I'm pretty sure he had two touches for the game or something mm. like that. It's pretty quiet, yeah. Yeah. Pretty quiet. He was really quiet. Because of you, mate. Because of you, <laughs> Team defense. <Fletch. laughs> loyal to my brother. But then we also, I think we also mentioned last week, I think maybe on the Patreon, when we were talking about the techs the year before in the elimination oh. final. Because yeah. Danny put up a question on, on Twitter around who are the dogs players to have uh, won the most finals without losing. That's right. And, and it's, it's you, me. Clay, and Jordan Ruffhead. Of course. So, And someone thought you were in there as well, but you played in that... In elimination the, the year before, yeah. and the Talia um, Brothers controversy. Game. Yeah, yeah, yes. and yeah, uh, that. that was that, mate. That actually, look, I wasn't very happy because I was not playing, but that was an unbelievable game. Yeah. Of footy, it was a shootout, wasn't it? Yeah, absolute shootout. shootout yeah. And then I remember, obviously, the last. You know, I can't remember it. Fletch can't remember <laughs> it. That text turns Fletch inside out, basically on the wing, and then yeah. just kicks it like pushing the back seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> 75 metres across his body. This is like prime tech. Good kid. Straight to Charlie Cameron, I think, and Charlie Cameron kicks the goal basically to win the game. Mm. It was uh, good memories. Yeah. And didn't Lockie Hunter hand pass to a direct opponent? Or uh, yeah, or I mean, probably. Like, I have mates who, like people I've like Chaz Licadello, who re watched these losses over we, and over. We but, yeah, watched not the winning. whole thing as a team at the start of 2016. Maybe we should do that every year then. Well, just no. watch that one match. <laughs> Fletch is gone. Oh, we watched it. Just gone to PTSD. It went for about five hours. Like, the f- yeah, yeah, five hours is genuine. We watched it long. Like, thing. basically, if it was a line of code, we read every single possession, every single mark, handball, and mistake. How much were you not expecting code to be that word that he says? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <definitely laughs> if it was not. a line of code, I just code isn't the word that I associate with that phrase. Uh, but I'm in showbiz. It's yeah, different. I know. I work in software now. It's really sort of rubbing off on me. <laughs> um, now, back to warm-up injuries, because I actually really want to talk about this. There was a few, because wasn't you were around when Tommy Williams was playing. He was king of them, wasn't oh, he? Oh, man. Yeah, I've got a good yeah. one there. I, I've met Tommy recently. Oh, I met him before. Every time I, you say his name, an angel gets uh, another injury. <laughs> <laughs> And he's one of the best blokes. He's a ripper. But I just remember, I reckon watching him, it must have been through that uh, quality period of time through the 2009-10, 10 the prelims. Yep. He was playing the majority of those games. And I just remember always thinking, is he, is he going to get through the warm-up? Or is he going to ping a hammy or a shoulder <laughs> or something? Who, who else did we have? We had a couple. I think Tommy uh, Campbell might have hurt himself in the warm-up once. Uh, in the captain's run. Captain's run, the oh, day before. Okay. That counts. Yeah. Potentially yeah. kicking a barrel from like the middle oh, of the he's ground. Oh, he's quad, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Heard it. And um, quad- Tommy Williams was a funny one, actually. I'd, we were playing in the VFL. Yeah. He was like making his comeback down at uh, GMHBA, whatever it used to be called. Uh, Skilled. Kidinia. Kidinia, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and he did a little hammy in the warm-up, like when we were doing like not even go up to the run yeah, for yeah. us. It was like the stretching. Oh, and, and then because yeah, right. me and him were meant to be our two key backs that day because they had like four key forwards in in the VFL, <laughs> and then um, yeah, he hurt himself in the warm up, and I don't think we had an emergency there that day, so we had to play one down in the VFL. Oh, and yeah, well, that was we that had was a very a, small back line. That was the story of uh, the prelim too. Didn't Moz hurt himself? Yeah, 
it, we were packing our DAX. Yeah, we, uh, that's right. He, his Achilles flared up. That's right. And like he had to limp off to go into the rooms to do some magic stuff. Yeah, I assume. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Even players <laughs> just call it magic <laughs> stuff. Magic stuff. Um, and yeah, like he could, ha- he could hardly move. And we're like, when we're looking at that, like Boydie was probably the other senior defender. Yep. Um, Easton Woody and that sort of stuff. But I think we Woody went into the toss. Was Boydie was talking to someone, and then yeah. it was just like. Biggsy, myself, Hammer, all the most JJ, all the scattered blokes, we're all, yeah, all the, <laughs> the, the least, least, the least, least, like, oh my god, what's going on with Moz? What the, what the hell? Like, stressing hard. Moz is the glue that helps. And, us. and like, he'd already got a broken back from yeah, the last time away game. Oh, that's right. Came out of the change rooms and he's like, "Let's go, boys, good to go." And we're just like, "Moz is back, yeah, Moz is back, you beauty." Imagine and anyone then we all else just sort doing of settled that. down and we're all less stressful going into the first quarter. Thankfully, oh my um, god, but what a man. Well, because there was, because was that, uh, was it that game that we asked the boys who were leaving to turn around? They were going to the airport, or was that the first final? Remember, someone got injured in the warm up, or they were risky that they were in the warm up, and boys basically travelled over as emergency, and they had to go back and play in a VFL final the next day. So when it yeah, was, it was, I think it was when Moz injured himself. They basically called Rourke, I think maybe, or or Webby, and yeah, and yeah. said Webby. Turn around. Turn around in Sydney traffic. In, in Sydney traffic. Oh. Yeah. Turn, turn, well, we're in Homebush. It's not that bad. Yeah. But turn around because we need you to come back. You might need to play. Oh. Like imagine. That, that was the thing. Like we, we – I don't know if other clubs do it, but that year we were – obviously those boys that were emergency would fly back and play VFL. The yeah, next consistently. Day, the next Even for I did Perth. It for the, I did it for the Perth game. Right, the first final. Because I didn't play in the, per, in the Perth game and then and flew dominated. back and – Dominate in the VFL the next day. Obviously, um, kicked a running goal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, and what, I'm just worried about the but flight most teams. Don't do that. Flight times though. So what? You, so the game's kicking off at what seven o'clock? So it's off four o'clock Perth time. Four, uh, nah, that's how they do it. N- oh no, no, I flew back the next morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and played in the. So no, it was a Thursday night. The Perth game. Yeah, but you would have so you played, played on the Saturday. Saturday. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you flew but back but with the, the Sydney, seniors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But for the Sydney game, hit they they basically the the general rule is like once the boys go out for the final warm up, the emergencies leave because they so can't if they be called to. in. Yeah, you can't, you can't you can't change, change it after that. Like there's like a the there's, a, there's a deadline essentially to yeah, bring okay. the emergency in, but that. You know, that's also the most terrible way to ever prepare for a game of AFL footy because you've got to fly up to Sydney on the Friday, do like a captain's run, stay there, and then like basically pack your entire bags whilst the other boys normally would be staying overnight after a night game. Though we flew back that night to try and, um, yeah, after the prelim. Did we go straight to the airport? Yeah, because that's we why the game too, was earlier because yeah. um, they had to get the last flight out of Sydney. You know, not the last train, <laughs> but the last flight. Yeah. Um, oh, it is the last plane in the yeah. lyrics. Yeah, the last plane out of Sydney. Yeah, it's no. the last train. It is the last train. No, it's last plane. Is it? Yeah, last only seven flying hours. Yeah, it's last train. Out. That's no, it's last. It's last pl- pl- only seven it. flying hours, and I'll have landed in Hong Kong. Oh, okay. He's catching oh. the he's they catching the Hurstbridge line up to they, they rhyme. They so. both sound right. Yeah, sing, sing it for us. Yeah, to the sappers. We don't have the rights. <laughs> yeah, we can't. It's seen. We do such an accurate rendition of it that we wouldn't be able to get away from it. We just right. get flagged on YouTube. Um, oh well. What um What are you up to now, Fletch? You are. Uh, what are we? We were. You were still working at Ladder last time we caught up with you. Working with uh, youth at risk mm-hmm. and uh, uh, doing some program stuff for them. Yeah. So made a bit of a change. Now working in sales for Red Bull. 
So oh, selling wow. energy Here we go. Yeah. Slinging um, cans cashed, of energy. Cashed up. Oh, You're flying around. Are you driving that car with the giant can on it? I wish I was driving one of those Red Bull Minis. Yeah. Uh, oh. no, I've got a work car, which we saw out the front. Um, just a Commodore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Low-key Commodore. I wish I was driving one of those Minis, though. Yeah. yeah. They, do they still exist? Yeah, they do. They're for the sampling team. They are. Because uh, I don't know if you know this about me, Boydie. I had a very long, illustrious career, career as a Fox FM Black Thunder. Oh. And uh, which is? Which is, well, you, you drive give out, out free to stuff. give out free stuff. You drive oh. out to, you know, uh, Sounds horrible. Mulgrave, McDonald's, and you're like, come on down, we've got copies of Usher's new CD. We don't, uh, we've got one. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the Bogans have to fight over it. It's, it's like uh, pretty much your life becomes Dawn of the Dead after uh, that. I mean, like in my recent uh, job career, which I've- Job <laughs> career? <laughs> heavily- You're well, an author. Two in one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, specifically the job part of my career, because I do a few different jobs. There you go. That's my- how there you how go. Good I'm, answer. Got me, out of that. That's how I mentally rationalise Good it. lateral movement. Um, I unfortunately have had to stand at an exhibit stand. Now, that is just pretty bloody rough. But at least I'm with a bunch of other exhibitors. I never feel more sorry than the poor people who sit out the front of supermarkets trying to either sell something or raise money for something. Oh, and yeah. you're like, no one wants to talk to you at 5.30 after a long day at work and they're just trying to buy their chicken tenders for the night. The fake phone call. Yeah. Jump oh, on yeah. The phone. Every hey, yeah. Here you go, mate. <laughs> sorry. Save the children. <laughs> i got to buy dinner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll look you up later. Um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah. what's the uh, what's the move been like, mate? You still enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's uh, yeah, quite different. Um, but no, really enjoying it. Learning a lot. Um, very much a sideways step. And yeah, sort of trying to figure out where my career goes from this. Um, but enjoying it, which is the main thing. I remember when um, when I was in Anglesey during lockdown. I remember having a very long conversation with you. Actually, right at the end of you must have been trying to get into the Red Bull role then. I think you'd just gone for it. And we were just catching up because I just basically called everyone to I remember. basically just get through the start of the day. You didn't even realise we yeah. started a podcast. So I just started recording our <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> it was uh, it was like actually one of the things that got me through my mornings because I was like, I need to go out and waste like at least three hours because I didn't have a job. And also, why not do it walking and trying to be healthy at the time? And then also, why not keep checking in all my mates who are back in Melbourne? Um, then the reason for this long-winded story was that I was um, – there's been a lot of commentary, I would say, about like just players transitioning out of the game. And I'm certainly not here to talk about some of the more challenges, challenging stories that have been out there. But um, how did you find getting out? Because for a lot of people, I think getting started in something is the hardest bit and taking like 10 steps back, not only in salary, but also in terms of your position within a business – um, can be a big ego check, I think, for a lot of people, which I would suggest is why a lot of the ex-AFL boys who are, let's say, had better careers than definitely me, um, not you because, you know, you've played for a lot longer than I have. Um, <laughs> they go, that's why they, I think that's why they go into broadcasting and they go into doing work for Sportsbed or any of these sort of big commercial ops com- companies which basically just repurpose them. Um, how have you found the, the shift back into reality, I suppose? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big one. Um, I think you takes you a while to find your feet. I still probably don't feel like I've found my feet yet. Um, I think it's – I don't know. I went into ladder pretty quickly post-footy, um, which is probably a good thing to keep my mind busy, um, keep sort of seeing where I want to go with – Structure and all structure, that. Structure, yeah. Keep seeing where I want to go with my career. Um, and then the change now to Red Bull. I still sort of think, you know, here and there, like what am I doing um, with my direction and like where yeah. I want to be in the future and – it's hard not to compare yourself to like your schoolmates and stuff that yep. sort of same age, but they're a 
couple of steps ahead of you in their career because you essentially had hey, a different Fletch. career. Hey, so. Fletch, do they have any premiership medals? <laughs> and <laughs> you're winning, mate. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, great. Yeah, exactly, Un- yeah. Unless you're going to pawn it, that's not going to pay your bills at any time soon. <laughs> yeah, you've got yeah, you to try and find some money somewhere. Um, I'll auction it. You'll get more yeah. money that way. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's hard not to compare yourself to your schoolmates and stuff, but I think you just sort of need to, you know, believe in yourself, believe in what you sort of plan for yourself. Um, and have a clear focus on that. I went to Melbourne Grammar. See, that's your problem. Yeah. If you went to Thornbury High like me, I'm <laughs> yeah. compare it to my mates. Look, I'm not in custody. I'm winning. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very, oh, very wow. valid point. But you're also still juggling um, playing VFL footy, which I have repeatedly said, I think, on this podcast and in real life, it is the, probably the hardest caper going around because you're basically is, expected yeah. to be as good as and as fit as AFL footballers on half the time and, and one thousandth of the money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty accurate. Firstly, firstly, why are you still playing VFL football? <laughs> For the love of the game, Tom. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just, uh, I don't know. I think last year I played VFL. only got sort of six games out because of COVID. Um, at the end of the year, I was Did you play it all the year before? No, nah, it was completely cancelled. Right, right. um, but then like, so after the finish with the Dogs, had a whole year off because there was no footy yep. and then played six games out of a possible whatever. So I was sort of feeling like, you know, there was un- unfinished business um, at the time. Sure. Um, and then across this year, it's just we got became harder and harder with the body sort of breaking down at times. Yeah, what are you, 29? 29, yep. Um, I don't know, but I've sort of in the last two months started to move pretty well, a lot better than what I had earlier in the year. Yep. Um, but then a few soft tissue stuff popped up. And But you're right, it's 100% the hardest gig. I don't know how boys have done it for so long in the yep. VFL, training three nights a week while working nine to five sort of thing. Yep. Um, especially the tradies are up at 6 a.m., yeah get yeah. home at 9pm sort of thing. Um, just mad respect for those guys that have done it for so long. Who's that AFLW player? Is She works on a cattle farm and she has to like oh. milk 100 cows and then go into training. Well, the worst thing is, uh, well, I don't, one, I don't know, but two, I always think about how Nat Fife tried to convince everyone that he was a farmer in oh, the off-season. <laughs> Do you remember the big photo up here? Like after he won the Brownlow, he just like took like 20 shots off. in a cattle sh- cattle truck. With a shirt he, off, obviously. To get stay ground, I'll just come back down here and work in the offices. I'm like, mate, you're not doing that. Like, <laughs> you're not, you're surely not you're doing that for like eight weeks in the middle of WA in the heat. That sounds like the worst <laughs> thing ever. Good training, good training. Yeah, yeah I suppose. You would have yeah. kept him nice and lean. Yeah. Thought that was a problem for him, but yeah. anyway. And, um, but, and Fletch, you're also, but you you have uh, joined another AFL side, arguably. Mm. Yeah, are you, you surely you know this boy. We you? spoke about it together. Fletch is on. I, the- I actually, my response was, "What are you talking, Fletch?" <laughs> well, for <laughs> the listeners, no, wasn't much I thought he was. Go- I thought he was going to move up there on a rookie contract when I first heard oh, it. So he's like, going to Brisbane Lions. Yes, but he's on the what? What's the actual term, Fletch? Uh, COVID contingency list. All right, I CCL. Think. I don't even know. God, that sounds um, so dark, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's like not like the supplementary <laughs> list, or what, what about just the practice squad, or like they have in the, uh, the US for the NFL. The emergencies for the emergencies for the emergencies. Correct, but like way back. But it also rose date. It's but also even in years before pandemics, we went to like we were both in, played in sites at different stages where there was like five fit AFL players playing in the twos mm. or less. I my my first game back after getting dropped in 2015, which wasn't great because, you know, everyone wanted me to play well. 
I had four other teammates with me, and I played at Williamstown, and we got spanked. <laughs> I would have been one and of them. I, and I, yeah, you would have been. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard every bit of criticism, yeah. every single bit. It's louder at VFL, that was oh, for sure. It just cuts through, the, cuts through the air like nothing else. Actually, <laughs> I want to ask, how, how are the Borough fans? Like, they seem a really good cult club, and I've got a lot of respect for them. Uh, like, is there pressure to play for a, a, a side like that? Like, uh, any more than regular? Yeah, uh, I don't think any more than regular, but you're right. They are a very proud uh, club and their supporters are very loyal um, and very demonstrative to the opposition and and, uh, umpires a lot of the time. Um, But no, they love obviously the Port players and are the most sort of one-eyed supporters, just like Collingwood fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's their song? Good question. Oh, you still haven't had a win? We've had a couple of wins. Yeah, I was about to I'll say. let the other guy start it. <laughs> I, I was about to say because but Paddy Kerr, who used to play at uh, Carlton and, and then played it with Fletch last year, I don't think he had a great time. You guys were getting pumped every week. Um, yeah. Have you uh, have your fortunes improved a little bit this year? Yeah, we have won a few more. I think we've won five. Um, oh, it's not bad. We've been when we've played really well. Like we can only play really well for a half at times. More consistent the last month, um, but our best footy is. Better than anyone in the comp, pretty much. And are you talking about Port or the Bulldogs? Port, uh, both, both, <laughs> very, very yeah. similar, very similar Fletch, seasons. Fletch is the like the the line that joins the two together. So yeah, like, whatever yeah. happens in one club happens yeah. in the other. Oh. Exactly. Now, Fletch, I, I mean, I've answered this question um, when people have asked me, but why aren't you just chasing cash in the bush like like yeah. every other ex AFL? It's player? not about the money. Tom. Why aren't you going into the Carlton Draft team of the year thing that they're placing ex AFL players who are all overweight and no good <laughs> into local clubs? There's still time to chase cash. Yeah. Hint, hint. Probably next year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Maybe you could join Jongy at Montmorency Magpies. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea because they pay big money. Not not to Jongy, but I to mean, other guys. Yeah, I, think. I mean, I mean, they're, <laughs> obvi- they're, they're obviously under the salary cap. Yeah, for sure. We we, we wouldn't be accused. Just like Uni Blues, I think. No, well, you know, they <laughs> those kids are all picked up RMIT <laughs> diplomas at RMIT, which then obviously gives them points discount. I think. Ah, uh, yes, must be. There's all sorts of yeah. stuff going on. <laughs> you guys are being very inside football here. With, I don't know which local clubs are dodgy and which ones. Well, aren't. so no one is. No one is. No one is. <laughs> Short answer: No one is. Of course, there, there's there's two defining factors, which uh, let's say hard to police, which is salary cap and points. So. There used to be all these clubs, Baldwin, say, in the EFL, we used to have, like, all ex-AFL, VFL players. So they put in a points cap, which means you can have 48 points or something like that. So as an ex-AFL player, when you what first get... points? Are they super coach? What? No, they're, they're allocated to players based player. on what you've achieved oh. in your career. What, so what's your, what would you guys be? Or you, he would be a six if he moves club. Yeah. I would be a six if I moved club, but I'm a three or something now. And I'm been, a five. Five and a half. Well, did you did you win a junior league best and fairest? No, not junior one. Did no. you make like any interleague sides or anything along the way for the banners? Yeah, yeah. Oh. State of Origin banner <laughs> representation. How's that? You probably uh, you'd probably get a game somewhere. I reckon. All like right. if, like yeah. there's they're always looking for top ups and uh, comedy. You'd be able to get some cash somewhere. Thank you. Surely. Well, I think and I think you'll find my uh, my my Auskick, uh Juniors, girl side are undefeated. We should actually talk about this as a real business opportunity, I think, because if we get your player sponsor to be Danny Boyd Podcast and then yep. you go out there and just like do something ridiculous and go viral, yeah, right, there we go. Okay. So like, do, do, okay, we talk, what, so, okay, about I, oh, I have the best whingery ever. I'll kick a goal and then like <laughs> run head pop face first <laughs> into the goalpost. <laughs> yeah. And it's it like goes, the Lee Matthews. Goes just, viral on Reddit. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Do you still watch Footy Fletch at all? Uh, I was saying to Danny earlier, yeah. Um, I probably what? had a what? period that you I do? didn't. Yeah, I'd, some of us still like it, Boydie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a good period where <laughs> I, I like stopped watching it, it like altogether. Like any footy, I just didn't couldn't yeah. be bothered watching. But what now, were the um, emotions you got when you were watching it? Or why did you not watch it more um, specifically? I don't know. I just felt like I could do things that were better. Yeah, yeah better. do things better at times. Did you feel like you were back at work? I was living in my heyday, probably. Did it yeah. Feel, yeah. And a like, bit like you get back at work. Yeah. You get attached to the game, like you start analysing it, over analysing it, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Just watching two teams you don't even care about. You just start thinking, oh, imagine I did that. And I'm like, would have copped a spray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt, I feel so. I, I used Brings to feel back str- bad memories. Uh, and also, like, um, like not only the bad bits, but also, like, oh, I could have done that better. And then I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, no, nah, good enough. Like, you know what I mean? You're you like, get- oh, I could have done it. Armchair critic. The biggest yeah. one there is. Oh, and as soon as I catch myself doing that, I'm just so critical of myself because yeah. I'm like, I'm exactly like, I would never th- say anything like that. But when you think it, you can't help understand why the fans are all just like, oh, oh mate, Jesus, that guy can't kick to save himself. I'm like, <laughs> he probably just ran 11 kilometers. So it might be that. That was uh, 100% me in my relaxing chair with a beer in hand during lockdown. <laughs> Watching the lockdown footy, I was there with the biggest fat gut ever, put on about seven kilos of beer. <laughs> and was just was just looking at. Mate, uh, I've, I've had seven kilos of beer today. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at players, going, "Oh, I could have done that." Yeah, and I'm like, "No, I couldn't." But so I had the opposite because I was like, I'd turn it on and I'd be like, "I couldn't be in a hub." Oh, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, I was like, I, I wouldn't even have made it to the game. I'd be like in my room, rocking in the dark corner, going, "Why am I doing get this?" Get me out of here! Get me out of here! So, have you watched much dogs? Surely you watched on Saturday night when we knocked off the demons. It was a very emotional. What a game! game. Oh. What a game! I um, thought I'd processed the grand final. It brought up, up stuff and, for a lot of people. I oh man! That and then suddenly, when the first kick went against I think it was a deliberate out of bounds mm. the the Hulk that came out of me <laughs> uh, very loudly apologies to everyone on level two at Docklands um, <laughs> I just suddenly went yeah I, I, th- I think I'm still emotional about this yeah we um I, I think I've mentioned before we have a an absolute demons fanatic in the office and he always comes up and has a chat a bit chat to me oh goes, yeah how was he he's always Monday. nervous well um Nowhere to hide. My first novel is out actually August two, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Good and um, hey, a novel, novels, what a, se- what a segue. Novel. Uh, yeah, I Book. made it, made it all up. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's called a memoir. Fiction. Apparently, I didn't know that. But anyway, just so everyone knows, I actually wrote it myself because everyone keeps asking me that. No, I did not have a ghostwriter. I actually typed the words. Um, anyway, I he he I looked over to and. He's brought this I've up every thinking, episode. I've been thinking just because he's a massive, like a massive uh, sports fan and a football fan, I'll like I'll give him a copy of the book because we've got some at the office. And I waited until this week, walked over to him, shook his hand, and handed him the book. And yes. he goes, <laughs> he goes, Go oh, I knew you'd come and talk to me this week. <laughs> so shout out to Jeff. He actually listens to the podcast, so hopefully he gets this far and uh, and has a good chuckle. Where did you boys watch on Saturday night? Were you there or? I was just on the couch at home. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, pretty low key. But yeah, you're right. Like I was, there was a point in the game where the dogs kicked a goal, but then Melbourne kicked two or three oh, really quickly. They I'm kept just doing that, and I was just like, "Oh no, that's the grand final all over again." Like it was thinking so about Bonte snap, and then Melbourne just going bang, and yep, I was that, like, "That oh. could be what's going to happen." But then. 
Dogs fought through it. I still can't fathom. Yeah. Like when people tell me that the grand final, we were up, not what is it, 19 minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. By, oh, no. Uh, roughly. It was 19 points, definitely. Not, not, so anyway, we're, some part, some portion of the way through the third quarter, we were up. I'm like, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wasn't what, when? Quarter? <laughs> when? Yeah. Didn't we kick like a couple goals and then lose? But no, like Bonte turned it on and had one of the greatest quarters or runs of football we've seen ever. And then we all just stopped. And then it genuinely looked like concrete filled our boots. And which I've been, I've, it's happened to me before. Oh, me every game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most, most of the time. Most games. But then it didn't happen all Saturday. We got our revenge. It was mm. so sweet. And to see, like there were so many threads of like justice uh, happening not only the win, just seeing Bont go into beast mode in the last quarter, but seeing Jamara. Yeah. You know, who would have guessed that this kid is good after 17 games? You know, his first 16 games weren't as good as his 17th. I do love, though, when they do um, the – I think the AFL do this, like we loved this of the round at the moment on yeah, their okay. socials, and they flick through and they've got like all the like players' disposals. Uh, and like say like the highlights of the match, and it's like Tuke Mill had 34 and 10 tackles. And then Jamara's is like – um, it's like five marks, sorry, five goals, five marks, and then that's it because he had six touches, yeah. but he kicked five goals. <laughs> Did he? Like they couldn't populate the entire entire yeah. template they were using. And I'm like, well, look, if you kick five every week, it doesn't really matter if you get uh, five touches or 50. But, um, mate, uh, it is good to see him go well. It actually um, – I remember – because this is his second season now? Third. Oh, it's his third season. Yeah. So he, he was only eligible, I suppose, for the Rising Star nom because he played less than... Well, he only played like two games, 20, 20 games or something. Yeah, yeah right. Less okay. than 20 or in your first two yeah. years, something like that. It's a funny thing because when in 2015, uh, 16, sorry, I got a Rising Star nomination against Brisbane and yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember Dennis Bicer, who was the media manager at the time. Great bloke. Yeah, he, uh, he'd been defending me to the hills and he... <laughs> <laughs> he called me up on the Monday. Uh, sorry, straight after the game, he grabs me and he goes, "Tommy, I'm gonna get you this nomination this week, mate." <laughs> I was like, "How are you gonna get it for me?" He played. He played. He played. And, and, uh, he called me on Monday. He goes, "Told you." <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna seem to. Have we got any uh, listener mail? We do week, indeed. Danny? Yes. All from. See- all from probably our most active listener, uh, one of the Patreons. Get on board the Patreon. We have a few newbies join, but everyone get on board because we do a bonus episode every week where we you can pretty much ask ask anything and uh, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it. But if you want to hear Inside Baseball, yeah. um, that's the place to do it. We're trying to keep this bit fun, but the inside, actually what's happening in the game and why it's happening, we talk a bit a bit more about it there. Although yeah. last episode was much more inside showbiz. Oh, that's right. <laughs> about, yeah. uh, some, uh, sometimes we just talk like inside parenting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just inside us yeah. at all points. Yeah, uh, but yeah. T- like the outfit change I just had to do for my daughter because she uh, managed to defecate quite yes. violently. Fletcher, <laughs> Fletcher Roberts just learnt the term punami. <laughs> I was like, I always think back to that, um, like whatever it was, um, nappy ad, which I can't remember what brand it was. It was like one, or did they do a one or a two or a three? What's oh, a three? A poo explosion. <laughs> That's right, and they did it inside the car. Yeah, it was just, oh, oh God, wow. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so super Mar- superb Mario. Yeah, he's him. our guy. He's a, he's a very active listener. He's got some great questions. Okay, so we have Geelong this week. How does the team uh, set up the week other than use the win against Melbourne as a morale boost? Do they review the previous match against Geelong? Do you review Port Adelaide's resurgence last game and take notes on some aspects, finding to implement it or mould around our style? Do they review how the boys worked against the Demons previous game or do they do all three? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's active. Question. You go. You're the one who's actually still playing football. Where is the game again? Kadinya. Kadinya. 
That I was, always like playing down there, but we always <laughs> lost. Yeah. We've we haven't that, won there since two thousand three. I think yeah, two thousand and three. Yes. What? We have not won this. <laughs> and we won in 2002, but we've big only won chance, in total 14 times. Week. Yeah, we like big breaking records week. not after two decades. We like breaking yeah. them after six. That yeah. said, our, our <laughs> women are undefeated there. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That helps. Uh, uh, Fletch, what do you reckon? I think that analyse the things they did well, obviously, against Melbourne and how they can use them in Geelong, mm-hmm. um, particularly on a different ground because Geelong's ground down there is just – you have to play cheating. It. Yeah. You have to <laughs> yes. play it. you have to play It's it actually cheating. You play that differently to Eddie had to oh, sorry to Marvel or the G or anything. It's a different shaped ground. It's skinny. It's skinny so, and long. Yeah. It's like yeah. Subi, yeah. except not as long as Subi. Not can. as long, yeah. So defensively, they'd be looking at how they can obviously target their pretty capable forwards. Yeah. Um, with their like dog's defensive system and yeah, because it's obviously different to what it was at Marvel. I, I wonder what. Um, I wonder if when Jeremy, I mean, other than lifestyle, when he was looking at which club to play for, he looks at Kidinia Park and he's like, you know what? I'm faster than every defender in the league. Maybe <laughs> I go to the long, skinny ground where they can't kick around me, because it suited Hawk for a long time too. Mm. And, I, and honestly, the, when I explain why I liked playing there, I played well like there as a junior and and some of my better games in AFL. And the reason was. The ball couldn't miss me. <laughs> like it, I, I didn't have to be so fit that I had to get across the ground all the time. It just it goes straight there all the time. Yeah, so I wonder. Yeah. I tell you what, the other Which thing I do. Walkins, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, playing on me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, just he, those games. Wait, hang on a minute. Yeah, he, he, I think he kicked a few on you at Eddie had once or twice. Too. No, 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 no. I can't remember that. Fake news. No, nah, different guy. No, nah, different. Guy. And oh, also, no, I no. think I think Jeremy Cameron. I had him for speed back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, well, speed of mind, maybe. Yeah, but that's all. I mean, presuming that you do. <laughs> um, I tell you the other thing that we'll do. Like I think back to when we played Richmond when they were going well. Um, and f- back then their whole thing was uh, just like do a rolling mall, knock the ball on, knock so the ball. This is Geelong on. you're talking about. No, no, no Richmond. Richmond. I'm just Richmond. using it as an example. Yeah. So something really specific that we practiced that entire week was essentially changing the direction of the ball. So as Richmond knock it towards their goal, if you could just knock it back our way with a big spoil or a kick off the ground, because they were all front runners, it would leave them hugely exposed. Ah. So. For Geelong this week, I all but guarantee they'll be looking at some of the things that Port did that really unsettled Geelong last week, and they'll be like, this is one thing that Geelong can't handle. So let's train it, practice it, focus on it. And then that'll be 5% of the game, and another 95% will be, as Fletch said, focusing on what they um, did well against the Ds on the weekend. So that's what the meetings will be. Well, hopefully the meetings are short because inside baseball they've been pretty long lately. Oh, really? <laughs> well, when you're losing, you don't tend to like not have a lot of oh. things to work on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, another question he's got is, uh, I mean, we're going into trade week now. Isn't trade week just the free-for-all for media? You can oh. say whatever you want. In fact- um, Great trade story <laughs> and nowhere to hide, I hear. Um, oh, yeah, is yeah, there? Yeah. Great book. When's it out? No, August 2. August 2. Alan and Unwin.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, or any of the links in my link tree, uh, Tomboy17 on Instagram. There you go. See, this shameless plugging. I will never do it except for right now. Can you do it? Three or four. I've been waiting too long for this to, book out, to come out. Please, everyone, have a read. So it's actually really quite good, apparently. Mate, I've got a play coming up. I've got comedy festival with these. Get used to the plugs, people. This is all that's <laughs> happening. In fact, but I'll also throw this out. We used to do this on, uh, on ABC Radio. 
if you, because you know, I, I don't know if you guys get this in the workplace, probably different because you played the game, but you will just get people coming up to you in trade week and just, you could just say anything like, I hear Fletcher Roberts going to the Adelaide Crows. And you oh. go, where'd you hear that? And you, and you just say, on the radio. And that's all you need to do. So we did a competition where people could just ring up and make up anything just so they could say, yeah, I heard it on the radio. So right. people were ringing up going, I hear Lance Franklin's going back to Hawthorne and he's taken. That actually came up a couple of times over the years and got traction. There the, we go. The Probably because of us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. um, hey, if you want to be able because no one listens to radio anymore, but you could say, heard it on a footy podcast. Can't remember yeah. which one. Just just yeah. text me. Yeah, and I'll- no, or even better, the WhatsApp rumours. <laughs> oh, WhatsApp's good. Ooh. Yeah, but we'll say them on this podcast. If you yeah. want us to make up, if you want us to deliver one that you've made up. Well, not make up, just hypothetical. Oh, well, no, there's no, there's, we don't, not going to yeah, define what the percentage of what it could happen. <laughs> I mean, what's the percentage of, you know, Fletcher Roberts making a comeback at full forward? Hmm? It's not nothing. I've heard it. Percent <laughs> it's not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I heard it's it on a podcast. That's all we need to say. Um, but anyway, uh, another thing Super Mario's put to us is, um, should the Bulldogs consider maybe looking into getting a returning Joel Hamling? Um, is Joel on the move? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the first I've heard he's of it. He's in the twos for Frio. Really? Um, I think he's a bit out of favour, maybe. Um, Isn't he in the leadership group? Or not, not anymore? Not anymore, I don't think. <laughs> he, he, was, he, well, he was last well, year. Well, they really brought he's in expecting the, yeah. his first. He's yeah, on the way, which is expecting. exciting. Yeah. That's not me breaking news, by the way. It's been on Instagram it's forever. Yeah. I'm not leaking anything, yeah. um, which is yeah. awesome. Uh, how Joel's a year older than you? No, my, my year. Yeah. 29. Uh, probably not. I think he likes Perth. Though he's, he's from there, isn't he's he? He's from Perth. Yeah. No, he's from Broome. Oh, well, yeah, okay. He's from sure. Broome, but he he lived in Perth, I think, from like 14 or something. Yeah. He moved back for family reasons. and um, So he's in the leadership group, but in he the was, He was. That is he so was. bulldogsy. They yeah, are really just yeah, copying yeah. us <laughs> so much. Yeah. Hey, Bob, come up with your own idea. Well, actually, <laughs> and also if you think about it, um, Joel also had a lower foot injury as well, I think, at the time. <laughs> He had, has had a lot of ankle injuries over the last couple of years, ankles yep. and calves. Um, I, d- I doubt it. Like, I feel like we're actually kind of settled-ish down back. As yeah, I, I think want. they're persisting. I yeah. mean, everyone's talking about Rory Lobb, you know, according to the, you know, mm. Damien Barrett and Tom Brown and all, yeah. all of them, you know, they're all... Have you noticed, this never happened when we were growing up. They just talk about which journalist it is breaking the story. That was never... It's like um, Instagram, like, videos that come out now, everyone, like, references who actually filmed it. It's like... Who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> Unless it's is, Spielberg. Is this information? Like, yeah. well, in America, they they have about like five journos per sport who are like a hundred percent on the money. They just know everything oh, all okay. the time. That's pretty so, good. So, like, there's like Woj in um, in the NBA. Cool. He drops it. There's um, there's Schefner in the NFL. Like, there's these guys who would just know everything about everything all the time. But we don't really have that over here. It's pretty sort of they get it half right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, do we yeah. want Laurie, Rory Lobb? I don't know. Do you, I don't, he's, like, playing, he's playing well this year. Do you know what I do, do you know why I don't know anything about him? He suffers from that thing of playing for Freo. Yeah. So I don't get any news about well, him. Well, he was here at the Victoria. Giants when I was there. Oh, cool. Um, uh, so he got drafted as a 21-year-old, I think, out of Perth. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> interesting kid, like just came came across the first thing he did, he just did the typical Perth thing, which was just buy like a massive Hilux. <laughs> <laughs> what color? Um, all blacked out. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, like he, he, but it's tremendously difficult to match up on. Like he actually gave me more trouble than Mummy did because he's two hundred and five. So long, yeah. It's super springy, mm. but um, I like 
is it going to hamper the Darcy's, the Englishes? Like, where's he going to fit? Jamara. Well, Darcy's a Norton. few years off. Is it just is there he as though? A like, is well, Steph Martin probably yeah, retires. Sweetie's there. Please. They're giving him a go. Like, <laughs> yeah, Bevo's going to give him a go finally. Yeah, well, he did play a couple of games, did he? Mm, played a couple. But I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, he's and and Rory's been playing like. He plays a little bit on the wing and then he's played forward and he plays rock, but he doesn't really... Can he play out of position? Bevo wants him. Yeah, true. <laughs> He'll be playing him at like back Half pocket. Back <laughs> be this back tall, blonde-headed guy. He'll actually the- be in the Oz kick at <laughs> halftime. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I It depends. I mean, there's always that price point. Apparently, you know, uh, rumours of rumours of rumours that the dogs have got some salary cap space, but who knows if that's true. And we have you to thank. No, it's all gone now, is the salary cap space? Like the midfield is well, but well, Adam Tullor, I don't know if you re- remember. Adam Tullor plays for Collingwood still. Oh, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. Pay him. That's it. Um, but still, yeah. Well, I mean, I think we got a lot of young boys too. I mean, like Jamara and like all like a lot of the guys are still be on young rookie deals, and then <laughs> Norton's on like a five million dollars a year, and so he pay should him be. More. You know pay him more. Bont is such a nice guy. He actually pays the club. To play. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, not sure that's true. But uh, oh, is that why he's doing so many promos? Like he's like yeah. doing the thing for the lawyer for the car. Uh, company and he's doing the Amy thing. Yeah, maybe. That needs a superstar. He's got a I career. He's got a career in acting post footy. Oh my god, that Amy thing is so bad. But also kind of funny. Like you know when the the guy in the uh, restaurant or whatever is watching the game the, the Bulldogs lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just turns around and he goes and Bond's like, oh, no. <laughs> and I love they've got the graphic on the screen yeah. that flashes <laughs> your Bulldogs, Bulldogs lose. Because they can't use any footage. I would yeah. love it if they, if finally the media had such a Bulldog-centric view of it. Yeah. Rather than, you know, Bombers win. No, Bulldogs, Bulldogs lost. Bulldogs that's Bulldogs the, lost. that's uh, the lead. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know about the whole lot of thing. Actually, yeah, I'm the worst person to ask because I really don't pay enough attention to all of this. Maybe Bailey stories. Smith has to pay to play for the club just to keep himself yeah, under a tax bracket. Yeah. He's got a contract as well, isn't he? Is he? Uh-oh. Oh, God. No? Am I uh, Bailey Smith at the end of this year? No, nah, that would have been a massive. The, Surely. The rumors nah, they signed nuts. him this year. They signed him earlier this year, I think. Remember Surely we had like, we, didn't we have money? Bailey Dale, ba- Bailey Smith? Jacko McRae early in the year. McRae. Whenever we had a bad loss, I'm pretty they sure would sign someone. I'm pretty sure we've locked down all about, well, they released, they Bailey re-signed Smith? someone. Really? Maybe not. I don't know. He, he, they'll pay him a billion dollars. Yeah. Who? Ba- Everyone else. Which Bailey? Everyone Bailey Smith. Is. Yeah, right. Oh, hey, Bailey Dale. Hey, let's give the award. Yeah, Bailey the, uh, the The Jazz Stevens Award for, for doing awesome things. And yep. it just, look, we, we always said we were going to go for, you know, someone that, the unsung hero, but you can't go past Bailey Dale spoil. Yeah. Ooh, was Match nice. winning. That was nice. And also, and, and, and you also know that the forward who was in that situation was basically told after the game, hey, you need to attack the footy. That's Fritch you're talking yep. about? Yeah. Guaranteed. Like every time that I ever had someone come back and spoil in front of me, they were like, you should have killed him. Now, Fr- <laughs> who, who was the forward? Fritz Fritch to him. Oh, I don't know. I don't, he said Fritch. Don't. Yeah, Fritch, no, it was Fritch, Fritch who Fritch, passed it. Sorry. Fritch yeah. passed it, which is rare for him. So whoever, because that, like the way Bailey came back and spoiled is one, really courageous and two, like super dangerous. His ribs and stuff are all yeah. exposed. And, but he didn't touch the player. didn't give away not, the free kick at all. Was, uh, no, yeah, I, well, well, no, very I, well like, played. Again, this is ne- not taking anything away from Bailey, but Bailey also could have got annihilated by a knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what they would have told the, don't wait for the footy, go up and smash him. Actually, can I ask you this? Boys, I don't know how to kind of do it in an audio medium, but you know how in a contest like that, if you're going for the mark, you know, you get a free kick against you if you take, if you're, yep. you know, looking at the your, your defender 
or you know your, yep. your opponent. What about okay? See if see if you can describe what I'm doing here, Boydy. But the ball's coming in. Fletcher's about to mark it. And rather than me spoiling it yeah, like so that, Danny's I just, coming back with a flight. I come back with the flight, but I turn around and you know pretend I was going for the ball. Yeah, which is at the last minute. Well, it's basically what you have to do. So, but no, I never see anyone doing. It's it. really awkward. It's very hard to judge in time. And also, essentially, as the ball comes in over your head, so the defender's running back with a flight, the job of the forward is essentially to check you and bump you because you can't see the ball and the player at the same time. You've got to look one way or the other because you're facing sideways. Yeah. And then after the hit, they should be able to get the ball. That's Marcus Bontempelli on Luke Hodge in yeah. the semifinal. Yeah. Ah, think yeah. that. That's the perfect the moment. It's the perfect example of Bont. Protecting the space. Yeah, I tried it when I was 20. Where Hodge was in a hard position. Uh, I tried it when I was 20, and sometimes the defenders are just like made of steel, and you bump them and they don't stop. They just keep coming. <laughs> so I never quite mastered that one. I was much better at jumping up without anyone impeding yeah. my run. But anyway. It would um, have been such a – like cause the, the demons were doing that thing constantly of just getting quick goals, and yeah. that was felt mm-hmm. like the first time we, we stopped them before they started. And also shout out to uh, our friend Hamish McLaughlin, who I thought commentated it perfectly when I watched the replay a thousand times later that night of yep. such an important punch for tonight, maybe the season. Yeah. Oh, good poetry. Well, also, shout out That's to Hamish. Because That's very good. <laughs> shout out to Hamish because he made in, in his, an extraordinarily hectic schedule both on and off his uh, off the field for uh, an analogy. He made the specific time to help me out promote the book. So thank what you, book? Hamish. Is there uh, a book? Shut up. Do it. I've never I'm heard of this book. I'm going to cut a promo after this to put it at the start of the episode. I've thought about it now. <laughs> Let's do that. We'll take two seconds. Sure. <laughs> um, Fletch, we won't take up any more of your time. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts, Danny, before we let the big chin go? Uh, how are we going to go against the Cats? It's going to be a very close game. I reckon the dogs are on a hot streak and they're going to run over them. How many rounds do we have to go? Four. It's, about, it's about the time where the Cats start really stumbling in yeah. a normal season. Dropping cats, away. Dockers. True. They Giants. Do. They do. Hawks. This is so the cat's blueprint is dominate until this round, and then it's usually like a couple of average games, then like one good one at the end against a shit team, and then fall over in two finals. And it's a night game, so considering their average age is about 52, it's way past their bedtime. Or way do they all have past. insomnia so they'll be wide awake? Dogs go four from four. Yes, the and, next, and the next we win the flag. Games. You got it. Yeah, why yeah. not? Why hey, not? What is the math? We got to win the next four. Because um, the Richmond draw kind of makes things interesting, right? Yeah. No, if everything goes to plan, we. If, uh, my son plays with the um, ladder predictor. Yep. And you get you know who mm. is favoured to win for all of them, and he's pointed out to me that if everything goes the way that the experts predict, we we're in. Yep. On uh, percentage in eighth, yeah. In eighth, in yeah, eighth. yeah, yeah. So we're two games out of seventh. Uh, St Kilda are the same as us, but we're 10 percentage points ahead of them. St Kilda. Oh, and they, are they are stumbling. They are. And they've got a yo-yo. Cats, Lions and Swans to come, whereas we have, who I said, uh, Richmond have uh, Lions and then a pretty easy run with Port, Hawks and Bombers. But uh, according to some WhatsApp rumours I've had, the Tigers are, you know, all over the shop. Yeah. Uh can't confirm or deny, but they could be true. <laughs> we'll, What's we'll that wonderful thing? <laughs> Listen on the Patreon. <laughs> Good night. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by 8 Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook, 8 Star Energy. 
Gave my childhood to that roar Of the red, white and blue sea And the knowledge that you had to love The bulldog boys and me Twenty years on I feel that longing Hanging in September air But the reason I go every week Is to pretend you're still there And they will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray Streets Long, long road they're running for you. The dogs of Footscray Streets. <laughs>